We've had a little fall reprieve from the snow so far. I know some of you are happy about that. If you're a skier like me, you're not happy about that. But it's nice to have some dry weather. And uh, the last couple days with it being warm and dry, I thought, you know what? I should probably get my car washed one time before all the snow and the grime and the grit comes down. So I went down to Fleet Farm and, you know, usually I just get like the, the $5 cheapo wash. Like just get the grime off. Let me see through my windshield again. Uh, let me keep from getting my, all my black clothes uh, just powdered white from rubbing against the door. You know, that's what I usually go for. That's what I always go for, the cheapo wash. But I'm like, you know, my car is, is pretty new, but it's getting older, and I've seen a lot of cars just rusted out driving around me from over the years. And I thought, you know, maybe I should just get that one where it washes your car, but then you get, like, the, the wax and the protective seal on top, and, you know, maybe that would help a little bit every now and then. Maybe, maybe like, the, the pre-winter wash one time would kind of help keep this car from getting rusted out over the years. So, I, guys, I finally did it. I, I clicked not just the cheapo wash, I, t- I clicked the super mega platinum uber duber, you know, wash, you know, for like, it was like, it was like $200, so I'm just kidding. Uh, it wasn't a, de- a detail, but I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And it took a long time, right? Like, I'm in this car wash for a long time, it's just dumping all these different waxes on top and detergents, and it came out, and it was like, pretty shiny compared to usual. So, we'll see if it works in 10 years. But anyway, I thought maybe this would be a good thing to, to protect this from all the grime and the grit that's going to come in our Minnesota winters. Maybe just now and then that would help a little bit. As we give thanks today for so many things, we remember that one thing that uh, the prayer of thanksgiving does is it actually protects our souls from the rust of despair. The corrosion of Sadness, ungodly sadness. It's like a buffer that protects our hearts from all the different grit and grime and scratches that get launched at us in this world. Thanksgiving does that. It, it, It really protects our hearts. Because we can sometimes forget just how good God is. Unless we live a life of of deep and constant thanksgiving. We can actually have our, our hearts kind of corroded and hurt and, and wounded by the lie that, you know what, God, God's really not very good. And to me, you're not very good. And you don't really give me good gifts because you're not very good. And so I guess that I'm not really good if God doesn't really give me good things. People often talk about, what's, what's the original sin of the Garden of Eden? It's a great meditation. You know, what, what was that thing that first started that fall into darkness and despair and death and doom? I think it's a very powerful meditation that what happened in the garden is that, yes, Adam and Eve were disobedient, and yes, they broke God's law, and yes, they you know, were selfish, but in the beginning, a lot of scholars have said, a lot of mystics have said that in the beginning... That first fall was that Adam and Eve disbelieved that God was good. They let their hearts fall by not believing and trusting that God is who he says he is. And maybe you're not a good father. Maybe you're not a good God. Maybe I need to take care of myself. 
What should I be thankful for? You've given me all these things in the, in the garden, but you told me not to touch that one. Pfft, I'm not thankful for anything. And so that corrosion of the heart comes in because we don't actually remember how good God is and that many, many good gifts he's given us and to be thankful for them. So Jesus in the gospel today talks about how if we ask, it will be given. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, it will be open to you. This is true for everyone. Everyone who does these things will receive. And then he talks about how good the Heavenly Father is. He's like, you know, he looks out among the crowd. Jesus has, he has an amazing sense of humor. You can, you can, if you read the Gospels again and again and again, you begin to see it more clearly. And so Jesus, I think, is looking out at the crowds, whole mix of people. He knows they're all sinners in need of salvation. He loves them all. But he's like, listen, which one of you, if your son asked for um, a piece of bread, a piece of fish, which one of you would, would give him something evil? Give him something that's like a sick joke. Here's a stone, son. Here's a snake. Have fun with that. Like, even, even we who are broken and wounded people, even us who have our hearts corroded by sin and by despair, he's like, listen, if you who are wicked, there's, I think this is Jesus' sense of humor, if you who are wicked out here, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more is your Father in heaven going to give good things when you ask him? How much more is the Father who has no wickedness, no sin, no darkness, who's made you to enjoy perfect love, how much more is he going to give you good gifts? And in the Gospel of Luke, actually, the last line Luke records is Jesus saying, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit? Like the gift of gifts, divinity itself, perfect love and communion in God's divine breath, divine embrace, divine peace. So when we give thanks today to God for all the blessings of our lives, we're actually kind of putting on these layers of, of wax, of anointing, of shine, of polish that provides this buffer between us and the world where we preserve inside, just like my car's paint, we preserve the truth that God is good. And not just God is good, because that's an abstract statement, but God is good to me. God's blessings are for me. God sees me. He wants to give me what's good. I'm not just someone in the crowd. I'm a child. His child. He's made me for love. He's made me for good things. And the more we give thanks to God for everything, most especially the gift of Jesus, the more that we have this this buffer that protects us from the elements. It's like this amazing kind of spiritual wax, spiritual anointing, spiritual buffer that keeps our hearts alive and thankful and seeing God's goodness maybe in just the strangest places. Even giving thanks for things that we aren't aware of yet, we'll only see in heaven. You know... Today, we could, we could all make a list of a litany of thanksgiving. Here's all the blessings of my life today, this past year, family, friends, all kinds of things. Um, but even if your list was like 3,000 items long today, you would not even come close to what you'll give thanks to God for in heaven. 
God is giving you millions. He's arranging millions and millions of things and events today just to give you good things. And we don't even know it. Like, like how, how does that work? Like, what does that mean? Like, think about the Gospel of Matthew we just heard. When Matthew was learning to read and write, he had no idea that he'd be so thankful later because he got to record the words of Jesus. How thankful was Matthew to his, his teacher for teaching him how to read and write? I mean, probably pretty thankful. That was pretty rare in the ancient days, but he had no idea God was lining this up so that he could record the words of Jesus for humanity. Now he's really thankful for that. <laughs> Think about how right now, there are monks and nuns in other countries around the world, on the other side of the world, who are up in the middle of the night for them, and they're praying for you and me. And through the sacrifice of that prayer, today, you're going to receive a blessing. Your life's going to be different today because they're praying for you. And you might not even know that, and you might not even feel that until heaven, but that is changing reality. I want to be thankful for that. Think about it in the future. For you who have kids, grandkids, God is preparing right now someone who they're going to meet in high school or in college who's going to say something to them that's going to help them, that's going to lift them up and encourage them. And it's going to change your child or your grandchild's life. And this week, God is inspiring that future teacher, that future coach, that future person in their life. God is inspiring them today to get ready for that moment, giving them good gifts to give to your son, your granddaughter. Can I be so thankful today that there's these million blessings God is preparing for me and my family that I don't even know about, are sometimes too much for me to consider, that we'll only see in heaven? Like, that's just a fraction of how, God, how good God is. How he wants to give good gifts to us. So today, brothers and sisters, as we lift up the bread and wine on this altar that becomes Christ Jesus, we join Jesus' thanks to the Father. His thanksgiving is perfect. His thanksgiving is complete. His heart, his eyes, his flesh, as the Son of God, sees all the Father's goodness. And we join our thanks to him perfectly at this altar. Let us give thanks at this altar and give thanks at the table today. And may God protect our hearts from all despair, all doom, all sadness, and every lie that would say, my Father's not that good. Take care of yourself. Do it yourself. What do you have to be thankful for? It's all about you. <laughs> may the Holy Spirit that we ask for and seek and that we want to receive, may he protect us to remember that God is so, so good, that God loves you and me so, so much, that he good, gives good gifts to us a million times a day, things we won't even see till heaven. And by recalling that today, we'll be protected for joy and for peace and to share those blessings with one another.